Today, I have a really fun guest on the podcast. Her name is Julie, and I reached out to Julie before a live business event that I would have was going to be attending in Dallas way back. And I believe this was even before I was fully certified as a life coach. But Julie was in a Facebook group that I was in, and it was actually a course that we were both in together. And I noticed that she was in the grief space. And I was also at the time in the grief space. And so I just asked her if she would like to have dinner with me and we could talk about our businesses and, you know, what were the different things we were doing. We had a similar niche and similar topic. So that's how we got started knowing each other. And one thing I want to say is live events have really helped me in building long-term connections with people. So since that live event, Julie and I have kept connected. And when I started in the human design space, she reached out with interest to see about what her human design said about her and, and how it could help her in her business. And that has been a really fun journey to help because she also joined my group. So that was fun. So today I just wanted to bring her on because Also, I wanted her to let us know what she's doing in the grief space. I think her business has grown tremendously um, in a different way since I first started talking with her about what was happening. She's written a book. She has created a program. And it's really fun to talk about that. Even though it's a grief topic, it's super fun to talk about business growth and um, how she's helping more people than ever. And also, fun fact, she's a projector. So, Let's get started on today's interview. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you're meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turville. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Julie Clough is an inspirational speaker, author, international grief coach, and the host of the popular Build a Life After Loss podcast. Julie is the founder and director of Build a Life After Loss, which is a company that's dedicated to helping those who are grieving to find hope and healing. She's the author of Miracles in the Darkness, Building a Life After Loss. So welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, excited to be here. Yay. So we get to talk about a lot of fun things. <laughs> Number one, how did we meet? Like from your perspective, when did we meet? I can't remember the date. Maybe you remember the year even, but yeah. It has to have been three years ago. Maybe. That sounds hey? sound right. Yeah. We were in a program together first and we met through a program. Then right. we were at Brooks live event. Yep. Yep. But we've we been... met online and yes. you, I think you reached out and said, oh, Hey, oh. you're a grief coach too. We should talk. And yeah. so we, we set up a phone call and, and I was just like, I could just feel the energy buzzing. I'm like, this is so exciting. I'm talking to somebody else. that's doing something similar. Yeah. Sorry about the, somebody knocked it's on our okay. door and our dog is There's excited. The dog. Yes, Yes, because at the time I was doing grief coaching. Oh, here's the other thing that resonated, right? Both of us were doing grief coaching because we've both lost children, Yes, which I mean, it's such a, like a, there's such a resonance with other people who've lost children because it, it's not something you should ever have to go through. So 
it seems hard to find people to talk to. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Does it, you've, you've had that experience too, right? So yeah. So we were both, to, that's why we resonated. I think at first it's like, Oh, she, lost I think so too. Time. I think so too. And, yeah. you know, and I remember from our first conversation, you talking about writing the book that you wrote and I was in that process of thinking about writing a book. And so that was really um, interesting to me that you'd written this book and, and mm-hmm. I ended up investing in the same program that you had invested in that, that helped me to write my book. And um, I'll never forget you saying that you started writing your book and you felt like it was just in there and it just came out. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much how my book felt too. Yeah. Like it was waiting to be written. It's like, hurry up, get going. Come on. Like it's like this deep calling, right? Mm-hmm. It's like pushing you forward. Oh, that's so I feel amazing. Like when I finished writing the book is really when my business started, even though yes. I started before then my book came out a little over a year ago. Yeah. That was when it's like, really just felt like, okay, I'm in wow. this space. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have it. So yeah. So you're currently still doing that. So we met, then we met at a live event. That, so we're uh-huh. continuing on the story. So we met at the live event because we're like, oh, well, hey, you're going, I'm going, why don't we meet up? And then we had dinner at the steak restaurant. That was so uh-huh. yummy. And uh-huh. remember you and I were gabbing and they kept coming by to like, <laughs> are you okay? we're like yes we're fine leave us alone we're talking we We have a lot to talk about (laughs) like we were so in our own little world like we it was like stop bothering us it was so annoying I know oh they're trying to serve somebody they were trying to be a good example of taking care of people I think and and we're like um yeah we're fine leave us alone (laughs) we're trying to catch up here. Yeah. So that was super fun. Cause I remember spending most of that, I think with you, mm-hmm. really, I think we spent a lot of time together there. So that was really fun. And then I feel, then we just stayed in contact. And what's interesting is you, why did you come to your first human design session? Cause I remember you're like, Hey, so-and-so now I can't remember who the so-and-so was, but right. Something about human design. Yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, we've stayed in touch and I've watched your business evolve and I've continued in the grief space and really like, you know, really embedded into that space and, and my program and so forth in that space. But I've watched you evolve what you're doing, which has been really fun to watch. And we've had conversations over time about it. And then I listened to a couple episodes of your new podcast and I'm like, what is this she's doing? So I just picked up the phone and called you. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that. And I just called and I said, so what is this thing that you're doing? Explain this to me. (laughs) You're right. You did call. And so few people, like I don't talk on the phone very much anymore. Isn't that funny? Unless it's my husband or one of my kids. Really, I just don't talk on the people who talks on the phone anymore. And when you call them like, hey, Julie's calling me. <laughs> like when people call and like, oh, and I pick up like, hello, like, really? We still talk on the phone. That was so funny. Now I do remember we did have a conversation and that's during that conversation. You were like, well, I think I should have a session or something. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were curious. Yeah. And ever since then, then you you know, you joined my, I think we did a couple sessions together, maybe four sessions together, then you joined my group. So yes. And now I saw that you're actually going to study some human design for yourself so that you can help your clients with it. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
True. I have spent this summer studying human design. I have read about every book I can get my hands on, looked things up. I've looked at my kids' charts and I've found that I have a knack for seeing a chart and seeing what they need, Mm. you know, and, and how it connects. So kind of what it started was my daughter was mentioning that she was having trouble sleeping. My adult daughter, she's got, you know, kids and everything. And, and I said, Hmm. And it just like clicked in my brain. I wonder what her human design chart looks like and how that could feed into it. And then in that same night, my son who's 29 said, you know, I'm having some health issues. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder. And so I like pulled their charts and then that led to me pulling the other kids charts. And I actually had one-on-one meetings with each of them and shared these little tidbits. Like, this is why you're having trouble sleeping. This is what you can do to help yourself sleep. This is why you're, you're experiencing these little things that you're experiencing my other son, this is why, cause I, both of them were projectors. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then my other son's a generator and he had an open head and an open root, which is why mm. he feels so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so I, you know, we had these short conversations and I didn't do like a, you know, a full thing like this yeah. is what's, but I just picked out these pieces in their chart that would explain why they were having the current experience they were having. And, and for example, my one son, he is, he is a, basically a workaholic. He has his own business. He's been hesitant to hire people. Mm. He's a projector. I'm like, you are not meant to work (laughs) this in this form. You are meant to hire people and to delegate that work. And to, and I think that, you know, just really, because he was doing a lot of artificial things to keep his energy up, a lot of caffeine. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and I was like, this is not going to end well for you if you keep this up. So did you tell him your projector story about burnout? (laughs) I did. Yeah. It's really, it would be really awesome for projectors who have projector parents that they get some learning from that. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are a houseful. I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but we have six people in our family. Four, five of us are generator types, generator or manifesting generators. And then one is a projector. Well, mm. it's so interesting to look back because I didn't find out he was a projector till you know, a couple of years ago. It's interesting to look back over his life and be like, oh, right. It's like, oh, really? No wonder. And it's just... If you knew this stuff when your kids were born, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> right, exactly. No. It would have changed yeah. everything. And and yeah. when I looked at my one son's chart, he he had completely open centers except for two. Mm. And that yes. made so much sense. And I thought about the fact that, you know, I homeschooled my kids. And with this particular son, I homeschooled him all the way through high school. And yeah. then he he got invited into a profession that he loves right now mm-hmm. and that he's really, he just really resonates with and really loves. And it's so perfect for him. And, uh, and as I looked at that, you know, when he was growing up, he was the, the one that really kept me homeschooling because 
my husband and I both felt like he was going to be so influenced by his surroundings. Interesting that we recognized how influenced he was by the people he surrounded himself with. Luckily, because of homeschooling and because of a good group of friends, like that really was what he needed. He needed to be in that home environment with, with a select number of friends that influenced him for good and not in a huge, like the high school my kids went to in Houston was like a college campus. Wow. It was 5,000 students. That's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Way overwhelming. Way <laughs> yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So, so my son, who's a projector, who also only has two centers defined, our school is much smaller than that, but he did go through school, but I could, I could tell the difference between him and my other kids. And it's super interesting how we dealt with that. Now there's differences in projectors, right? There's energetic projectors. There's right. So my son isn't an energetic projector. So I know this isn't true for all projectors. So that's why I'm saying that, <laughs> you know, right. I know some projectors who were amazing, you know, could easily love school. You know, they could do all the things. They were the valedictorian. I've had projectors tell me that, but they were different. They had energy. They had the energy centers and he didn't. So there's a difference there where he really had some issues with schoolwork and we hired a tutor for him. I just didn't know that his energy was so different. I Mm -hmm. honestly, me being high achiever, go, go, go manifesting generator, you know, line one, (laughs) learn all the things. And he was a six, three by the way, he's a six, three projector, you're a three, six, but he's a six, three, um, which is so interesting. So he, so there's just a difference in the way our energy works. And if I would have known that, I think I would have explained a lot to me instead of me being like, well, what's wrong? Like, what did I do wrong as a parent? You know, all the things you think when somehow he's not how I think he should be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like, just like me. Why isn't he like me? Well, and I'm also a a projector with six kids. So (laughs) that that is a lot. And my oldest oldest is a manifesting generator. Mm. And I always felt that she was just, she had so many ideas and she wanted to do them all at the same time. I can remember her coming to me in high school and saying, okay, so my friends and I, they had this assignment at school to do some project. And she had decided, she had decided that they were, they had this group. And I think it was her because I don't think she even knew these people very well, but she had decided that they were going to go to this park you know, and spend the weekend at this park and create this big bonfire and do this big project. And I'm like, Mm. no, (laughs) we are not doing that. Yeah. She had a lot of energy for a lot of things, right? (laughs) She had so much energy for so many things. And I love that about her. Yeah. And, and it's fun now to be able to, you know, share with her, Hey, the reason that you do so many things at one time Mm -hmm. is because of this and that that's the way you're designed and that's what you're supposed to do. Don't try to like do one thing at a time. Narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. What about your husband? What's, what's his, he's a generator, but we haven't uh, talked very much about it. So I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My yeah. husband is a manifesting generator. Like I am, but we are, there's so still differences, right? There's quite a few differences. If you look deeper in the chart, right. But yeah, super interesting. So yeah. you haven't told him yet. 
You haven't no. revealed. No, he'd be like, oh, what? Oh, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yes. No, I've studied all of my family members. Not my kids all know, but my other family members, like my sisters and my brother, my brothers and stuff, I don't tell them, but I just know like what yeah. I'm studying them from afar. I'm like, right. oh, that's interesting. You right. know, I don't, I don't want to force it on anybody, but Hey, if anybody wants to know, I am willing to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's super fun to know. So human design is so amazing for like family dynamics and all of that. And I'm curious because I, when I first started in the human design space, I was still having some grief clients, right? And I'm just curious if you've made any connections between like, what can you help people with in grief with human design? Like, have you started yeah. that? Thought yeah, I, I have dabbled in that a little bit, you know, I'm just kind of getting started in that as I'm, I'm finishing some certification and so forth. But, you know, for example, I have one client who's a very young widow and she has young children and they have special needs. And it was a very sudden, um, her husband's death was very sudden yeah. and she often feels extremely overwhelmed as you can imagine. Yeah. But it was, it was nice to show her that as a manifesting generator, that she was going to be able to handle all this, like that, that, that her design was such that she could handle a lot of input, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire at one time, because I was amazed at her capability to, to really manage everything as well as she was even in that space of grief. Mm. And and I think understanding that, you know, I was, I was talking to a client today and I was sharing with her another client who had lost a son. And when I was talking to her today about how, when we have our, what in in chakra terms we call our heart center or you know our G mm-hmm. center connected to our throat that 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 does make us more susceptible to criticism. It makes mm-hmm. us it it get, if there's a greater impact and and I have that d- dynamic in my chart too. So I feel that and I see that and I and I I feel like just understanding that it helps me and and this is what I was trying to share with her is just understanding that that you might have that initial like hit of, Oh, you know, this is about me, but then just understanding that you can kind of, you can release it a little faster going, okay, that's just going to be my natural reaction, but it doesn't have to be where I stay. Yeah. Right. Just bringing awareness even to different parts of their design will help in all areas of life, including grief. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what I hear you saying. Exactly. Yeah. It, it does. And, you know, and for me, I, I look at this and I say, and I look, I, I really feel like, I really feel like God's hand was in all of this for me, particularly because I did experience this very sudden illness last summer that has, you know, caused some, um, some problems for me and, and I'm, I'm working through them and I'm healthy enough that I'm working and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to do my work, but I, but I also know that I have to take care of myself. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like in all of this, you know, God has, has just been telling me through human design and other things that I've studied and learned, this is who you are. You know, he's like, I need for you to understand who you are. So that you can do the work that you were called to do and you don't hurt yourself. 
Yeah. And that was the gift that I was given through working with you through the program is I am in such a, a peaceful, calm place in my business as a grief coach and recognizing that with my particular gifts and my particular design that I don't have to work with dozens of, of clients and I can do mm-hmm. things a little bit differently and I can choose to do things a little bit differently so that I can preserve my energy and be effective. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love. Yeah. And I, I mean, what I love about projectors is you, I mean, you might hear Karen say this, you're here for the other. So sometimes it's really hard for you to look at yourself because actually you are here to focus on other people and like really dive into them and figure them out. And, you know, which I was thinking for you being a grief coach, that's amazing. Like you are here for them. You're going to be so interested in trying to figure out how can you help them, right? Move forward and all of that. And what the downside of that is, right? For you is that, oh, but how can I just, I need, you also need to focus on yourself. So Mm -hmm. that is the thing, right? You're so focused on the other. Sometimes it's hard for you to come back and say, wait, okay, first of all, I need to like get me, in alignment here <laughs> over mm-hmm. here so that I can do the focusing on the other and helping them. Right. Cause you're here to help, help us work. Like your projectors are just here to like guide the work. I'm like, I can always use good projectors in my business. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's like, help me with all this all over the place thing I got going on in my head. You know? <laughs> well, and one of the things that came out of doing this business program with you recently was we did a, a practice where we, we kind of, uh, we looked at the different gates and I know that's going yeah. a little deeper into the chart, but yeah. I recognized that I had multiple gate 19, which is attunement, mm-hmm. which is, you know, and, and I, when I work with people, it's like, it's every person I work with, my program is unique because I'm tailoring it exactly to them because yeah. I get these, these hits of exactly what they need in that moment. And then that time. And I, I really feel like there's other pieces of the chart that line up with that whole idea. Yeah. But that particular piece where it was shown over and over and over again, really yeah. spoke to the, the gift of being able to hear clearly what that person needs and to be able to give them what they need in that moment. Yeah. And the one thing you said about things showing up over and over again, this is the beauty of human design. It tells a story. Your chart tells a story and everybody's story is different, but it has like the theme that comes up over and over again. I mean, multiple people in our group, in the bloomed group have said this same thing, like, oh, that's that theme again. I'm like, yes, every time we go a layer deeper, we're still going to find the same themes for you. It's super fascinating. Well, and even in kind of that major gate centers, the sun and the the conscious sun, the conscious moon, and I have this what what is called the freak genius channel. That's kind <laughs> yeah, of like freak to common. genius, genius yeah. to freak. I think is it called yeah. freak to genius? I don't freaked, know. One of I hope it's freak to genius. <laughs> I think it's freak to genius. <laughs> I'm going to choose to say <laughs> it that way anyway. But yeah. that freak to genius line it makes so much sense because in in the space that I'm in. 
there are people that are open and ready to hear what I have to share. And there are other people that just aren't, and that's totally okay. But you know, the message that I share is that hope is real and that, that anybody that is ready and willing to heal can heal. And, and that sounds crazy. I mean, I lost two kids in a rollover car accident. And I know Mm. for a lot of people, that sounds crazy. How could you heal from that? Because your kids aren't coming back, but I, I feel such a connection to them on, you know, on the other side. And I, I feel this, I, I just, I, I have healed myself. You know, when I say that, I mean, I have healed yeah. And, and I, mm-hmm. and so I know that it's true that we can, because I've experienced it. And mm-hmm. even though we can't change circumstances, we can change ourselves and we can, and through changing ourselves, we get the experience, the understanding, the peace, the calm that is associated with healing. And, um, and, you know, that's a message that some people just aren't ready for, and that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. (laughs) I found that in my grief coaching too. It was like, you know, there's people that just aren't ready for this step. And I tried to over time, make sure I'm like talking to the people who are ready for this step, but there's always the ones that aren't ready and just letting people be in their own timing, right. Of, yeah. Of recovery, I guess you called it grief recovery one time when I was talking to you. So I guess I always remember that word grief recovery. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. So tell us because you opened the door to that, like, what do you do with your clients now? Like, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, you work one-on-one, right? I do. Mostly. I okay. do. I have, um, I have, a, I work with a, a few clients at a time yeah. and I, I have a program where I take them through the hope model of healing, which is a, a model that I have created and, and um, developed and mm-hmm. which includes five foundational, five foundations of growth that that bring us from that place of coping where you know we start out to a place of rebuilding and when we when we move through through those steps and we move through those steps of understanding and insight because we can't we can't go through grief with the same amount of support that we had before something happened like you know i had plenty of support for my regular day-to-day life until my kids died and then that support while the lovely people, wonderful family, wonderful friends was not adequate to help me to move forward. And, and so it's like, we have to, I often say that grief is like being thrown into the middle of a deep lake and you've never learned how to swim and imagine what that feels like. The hopelessness, the helplessness, the despair, the, the desperation of being in the middle of the lake and not being able to swim. And that's what it feels like. Like you're Mm -hmm. drowning and there's no help and there's no, you know, you don't know how to help yourself. And so what I've found is as people move, move through those steps of growth, the rebuilding becomes natural. Whereas if they try to go from coping to rebuilding, which I see so often, and then people get discouraged because they're still carrying the heavy weight of grief forward into the Mm -hmm. rebuilding yeah. And it's just hard. And, um, and I think you've mentioned before too, that in your own journey, and I know you wrote about this in the book, you used EFT and tapping. Mm-hmm. And I have found that super useful with my clients as well to, to use that. In fact, oh tool. my gosh, talking about tapping, you know, this seems off topic, but I'm actually going to 
get certified finally in tapping with a program that comes with human design and tapping. I'm like, Oh, I have been looking for tapping for years, right? I wanted to be certified in tapping long time ago, but I think I was waiting for the right thing. And this is finally the right thing. So yes, tapping helped me a lot. I had a tapping coach who helped me just like layers and layers of anger. It was so fascinating Mm -hmm. of, of really, I think it wasn't just the grief. There was a lot of the back stuff that came up, right. Stuff from however many years ago, like from my childhood, whatever. So fascinating how that works. Well, for sure. Because when, when we have, you know, grief is the natural response to loss. And, and we think of grief as just associated with death, but it's, it's associated with all kinds of loss. You know, if you were, if you were a child who didn't get the attention that you wanted or the love that you wanted or the support that you wanted in a certain way or whatever that your experience was, that's a certain type of loss that we carry grief with. And when we, when we have a new loss, especially a profound loss, it has a tendency to bring all that grief and that loss from before that hasn't been resolved to the surface. So over the years, the, it can become heavier and heavier and heavier with each loss. So Mm -hmm. we may, you know, we may hit 40 or 50 and experience another loss. And, and it, and it seems like, well, why should I be so upset about this? Like, why am I reacting this way? Well, it's likely because you've had other loss experiences that have stacked up. And so now this is just like, you know, what we might call the final straw. (laughs) Add it to the other things. Mm -hmm. So Julie, where can people find you if they want to learn more about your grief coaching program? So I am at buildalifeafterloss.com buildalifeafterloss.com. And this fall, I'm opening up a membership um, program called the True Hope Club. And I'll be sharing all of these tools and the model and the step-by-step and the application for, for people to apply these things with the support of the, of the group and there'll be coaching available on there and training. And, and I'm super excited about it. I'm really excited about it because, you know, right now, like I said, I only work with a, a few clients because of, you know, there's only so much of me. We know yes. how this goes, don't we, Rebecca? We do. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So and I can... have a, I have at buildalifeafterloss.com slash gift. I have a webinar recording that you can watch and learn all about the model of healing and those five foundations of growth. And um, if you're, if you're interested in that and people can always reach out to me directly at Julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. Thank you. This will be super fun to see what you do with your, you know, your group and your business as you grow it into a different way. That's going to work better for your energy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun to see it. I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm designed to be a teacher and that's what I am. So definitely. Thank you for joining me today, Julie. Thanks. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.